You know how many? Uh, you know how many swears I had to bleep out? Oh, oh yeah, you know what? That episode was really bad. Like it was. So I'm. Well, I'm not saying that it. So I'm not saying that you were bad. I'm just saying the episode was bad. Oh yeah. Right. Um. And really, anybody involved with it, I guess. Okay. Um. But uh, yeah, it, it was. It was certainly an episode that was posted of our show. Sure. Well, thank you yeah. for that. Uh... If you can say anything about that episode, it's that it was in fact posted to the internet. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it wasn't a full episode. It was. It was kind of our transitional episode fifty and a half to serve as a a transitional post between our old name, Unqualified a Video Game Podcast, and our new name, Unqualified Gamers. So you're saying that we can't even call it an episode? So then really we can't say anything about whatever it was that you posted. It's on our iTunes feed. Are you sure we can say that? Yes. Okay. So we can say that then. It's on our iTunes feed. That's impressive. I I think I can confidently say that we put a thing... On our iTunes On to the internet. So in all seriousness, uh, which listener you probably couldn't tell, uh, I wasn't being serious. I actually thought you did a very good job of, uh, of covering on your own. Um, <laughs> And you go on some incredible tangents when you are allowed to talk. It is pretty awesome. <laughs> it's pretty epic. Well, thank you. No, they're good. I, they're, I mean, they, they weren't. You go on tangents in a good way. It's not like it's a bad thing. Um. So yeah, I was impressed. I was impressed. I listened to the whole thing. It may be the first episode of our show that I've ever listened to. Um, quite good. Quite good. I would say it's definitely the first episode you fully listened to did you i give it a fire i give it a firecracker out of cat okay i'll take that yeah i'll take that and i'll leave it there and i'll just i'll leave it there are you gonna leave it there with me i'm it's gone (laughs) it's behind me okay so so uh so what's new well hi listener uh this is unqualified gamers episode 51 i'm cody i'm the unqualified part and John's the gamer part? Is that how that works? No, we are both unqualified gamers is how it, is how it works. Okay, so we're both half unqualified and we're both half gamers. Is uh, that... No, we're, we are totally unqualified. Okay. And, and we are also gamers. Oh. So... We're 100% of both. Well, why didn't we call the show double... Unqualified, unqualified gamers, gamers? Or double unqualified gamers, I don't know. Double unqualified double gamers? Uh, which, which you could then abbreviate to D-U-G. We could be the Doug cast pretty good and then if we ever excavate anything we could be the dig dug cast which it's pretty not, it's pretty not good it's anymore r- it's really hard to say without over enunciating isn't it the dig dug yeah. cast so um so yeah you found your way to a video game podcast as you can tell um <laughs> yeah. listener so thank you thank you once again for joining us i'm john yeah um, and you're and sick I'm, as i'm equally unqualified like i said i turned I have turned the corner. I am on the men. You're on the men. No, I'm on the men. So, I mean, I, I don't know what being on men has to do with getting better, but if that's... On the men. Yeah, it's... No, if that's your trick to recovery, then more power to you. I, 
it's 2013 bless you or i i think no it was it was a cough so um we've hit that we've hit that stupid stage and i i don't know what happens when you when you like it a cold or or a, a sinus infection or stuff like that but i've hit that point where i get that cough and so the actual sickness you know lasted from somewhere like a week to 10 days and it was never like debilitating to the point where I couldn't leave the house, but it was just annoying and like my throat hurt and everything. But then I got like towards the last four days of the sickness, I developed that that cough and the cough will now last throughout the entire winter, I bet. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. So I've hit I've hit that this shitty area of the of the of the sickness now where I'm going to cough for the rest of my life. So that kind of sucks. Um but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm on the mend. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better, and I won't make. I mean, I won't make you because I. You, we all know I make you do this podcast. We've established yeah, that. It's true. So I won't make you talk too much. But did you have a nice Thanksgiving? I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. It was unfortunately like the first night I started getting sick, so I I left Thanksgiving dinner, and of course we all overate because that's what you do. Um. Well, not, every, got... not everybody leaves at 8. Like, I stayed at my parents' house. No, no, no. I said over 8. Well, past 8, at 8. Either way, I'm just saying, I, I stayed. So when I got home, I ended up with a fever, which was, like, the only time I had a fever throughout the whole thing. But, um, like, that kind of killed my Thanksgiving spirit. Uh, but it was a really good... I was a really good Thanksgiving otherwise. There's a Thanksgiving spirit? And I heard that you had a good Thanksgiving, too, because there was a 45-minute long rambling of you telling everybody about how great your Thanksgiving was. Yeah, I think also I... Also, lobster is not Thanksgiving. Uh, lobster tail is Thanksgiving, thank you very much. The pilgrims... No, I, I know that. The pil- I, know, I know that. I just said lobster's not. Well, so is I lobster. I with you. Lobster is also... The pilgrims ate lobster. I don't, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> no, I heard that somewhere. I, Someone I have, told me that. I have I have no way of disputing that, so it must be true. And now that it's on the internet, it's got to be true. Definitely, definitely has to be true. Well, I'm glad it was nice. I'm sorry that you're sick. Um, you should see a pharmacist. They might be able to yeah, help you. I know, if only I knew one. I know, I know, right? Um, well, uh, listener, I did uh, not do... A whole lot this weekend. I went. I went to a, a company party for a large, large company in Chicago, PwC. It's like a five thousand person party. They rented out the Field Museum, and there was a live band. It was really good, and uh, you know, like open bar everywhere, very high high end hors d'oeuvres, very fancy schmancy. That- I don't think I've ever been to like a. A big shindig like that with a completely open bar, so you can just go there, order whatever you want. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the par- and- the party probably cost them. It it definitely cost them six figures. That is incredible. Yeah, but it's it's Price Waterhouse Cooper, so they can they have they're they're really big. I mean, they they had thirty five hundred, I think, employees in Chicago, and they're all allowed to bring a date. Yeah, I believe you. So it's yeah, it's just one of those. And I I do not work my company. They were explaining that there's about 150 employees per floor in their building, and my company's about 180 employees total. So, so it's a big, it's a big company. Uh, yeah, big. But that was um, crazy. But I just wanted to say about it. My favorite part 
was when someone asked, where's the dessert table? The response was, oh, it's on the other side of the dinosaur. Because there was literally a dinosaur in the middle of the party. That seems like a weird thing to be in the middle of the party. Where else would it go? It's not going to be a, on, like, it's not going to be a wallflower. How many dinosaur wallflowers do you know? I mean, I can't argue with that. Um, but I guess, I guess my question is, why is there a dinosaur in the first place? It was at the Field Museum. So that's pretty sweet, then. Yeah, like a real dinosaur. A real, yeah. live dinosaur. Actually, the largest Tyrannosaurus Rex... Uh, that's living. ...in captivity. Yeah. Not to be confused with Brodus Clay, the only living, breathing Funkasaurus, and one half of uh, Tons of Funk, the WWE tag team, that we're all a huge fan of. I don't even know what you're saying anymore. Okay. <laughs> All right. But, uh, yeah, it, literally the dessert table was uh, on the other side of the dinosaur. And the dessert's really good. So it was a good time. So let's get ready to talk about video games. What'd you play? What? <laughs> well, you're not going to talk. What did you play? You're not going to talk at uh, at great length about what you played. That First of all, just before I get into my stuff, because I'll talk more than you, did you play stuff that you will talk about, or are we just going to talk about me? You know what? I So, no. Um, I I didn't play basically anything. I have gotten... Um, I have fallen down the rabbit hole now of ranked, like, ranked matches in League of Legends. Oh, my God. Which is where... It's basically it's basically a ranking system that where you can kind of rank up through their their different leagues. Like you start at bronze and then you move on to silver, gold, platinum, and then diamond. Um, and the like the level of competition typically makes the games much more even when you play it. Yeah. And when which I've said which I've said before when playing these games, if the matches are even, they are like the most fun gaming experiences that I have. So um, I have been doing a lot of that with whatever free time I get with gaming. And the other kind of weird thing I've been playing is I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy V on the iPad. Oh, God, I'm sorry. So I was turned on to this, right? Um, if, listener, if you don't know anything, excuse my cough for a second. <clears throat> if only I had a cough button like Cody's mic. Um <laughs> If if you don't know anything about Final Fantasy V, it was not the first Final Fantasy to introduce the job system. I think that was three. That was three. But but it was it was arguably the first to perfect the job system. Um, and the reason I say perfected is because I was turned on to this this fundraising thing that happens once a year, and I, I it's I, I cannot remember what it's called now, but. Um, once a year, like in June, this guy puts on a fundraiser where he will, he like starts the Final Fantasy V marathon for everybody. And you, he sets up a Twitter bot and you start playing the game. And every time you reach a crystal with the job set, you, you send the Twitter bot a message with the crystal that you just reached. And the, the Twitter bot gives you a job. And that is the only job in that crystal that you can use. Um, and there's a bunch of other like uh, optional rules that you can do for the game. 
um, like there's one where like uh, by default berserkers are turned off because it's not an easy class to play with, but you can you can like request the Twitter bot add those in um, to the the random crystal thing. But anyway, I was reading about this and it sounded awesome, but we're still like six months away from it, and I forgot. I really like Final Fantasy V. Dirty little secret: I've never actually beat it because I've gotten to po- I've gotten to like the same point every time in World th- either three or very late three or early four, where the game has just seemed to be very difficult. Um, and I've only ever played it when I was older, and so I don't have nearly as much patience as I did when I was a kid. So I just kind of give up on it and go play something else. And you didn't um, feel like grinding, right? So I started playing it again. And the reason why I say it, it may have perfected the job system is because, according to, according to like the like the message boards and like the people that follow this contest, there hasn't there hasn't ever been like a combination of jobs that somebody has not been able to beat the game with. Now that doesn't mean that like you average Joe gamer who does this this contest will be able to do it with this job set, but. There, there has never been a combination of jobs that somebody has not been able to to complete the game, uh, which is really impressive, because this game was made what in, in ninety, it may have even been earlier. No, it was probably mm-hmm. around 90, 92, 93, Yeah, because like ninety four. Yeah, because Super Nintendo was ninety two, right? Ninety one or ninety two? Yeah. 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 I, I, anyway, it was forever ago, and I just it's a super awesome testament to to the game to the game design like the game is surprisingly well designed for a game that is that old um that that is possible so i kind of challenged myself at first when i when i was first playing to um pick like one job and just use that job um and then like you can multi-class between the different jobs and stuff but it got really difficult because i i used like a random number generator to figure out what job i was going to take and uh, I ended up getting like no healers, so in that case you have to in that case you have to use items, um, which requires a lot of gold. Um, which I didn't have a gold engine, like I didn't have like a, a thief or something that I could use to steal stuff and sell it. Um, so it was just it was too difficult. So I gave up on that. But um, I am looking forward to doing this contest in the summer, and I am going to do it this summer. Uh, now that I know about it, so it's it's weird how much I've played. I've already played like eleven or twelve hours since the last time we talked of Final Fantasy V. Wow! And like I'm already I'm already into the third world, which there are four in that game, um, and it's it's just it's it's really fun. It was it was a really solid Final Fantasy game. Do you like it better than four? Um, y- uh, young Jonathan would say no. <laughs> In terms, but, okay, let's break it down. Gameplay, do you like it better? And story, do you like it better? So the story in four is better, but the gameplay, I would argue, in five is is much better because it there's so much customizability um, that you, like your party is going to look completely different from my party at the end of the game, and we're both going to be able to complete the game, and I think that's really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and there just there's some weird synergies that happen between the different classes in the game. It's it's really cool. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I was really, really turned off by it because of the difficulty when I played it. I played it on Game Boy Advance, like, ugh, a while ago. That's arguably, like, the be- that and the iPad versions are arguably, arguably the best versions, apparently. Well, I started playing it on uh, Final Fantasy Chronicles, or Origins, the PlayStation re-release. 
with the with the horrendous load times. Yeah, with the atrocious atrocious load times. Yeah. Yeah, listener, if you're not aware, like it would literally take three seconds to open the menu on the world map. So real, like just debilitating. I mean, it it was unplayable. It was it was literally, it was figuratively un. It was practically it was really hard to play. Unplayable. There was a high level of unplayability. Sure. The degree to which it was playable was low. So I yeah, but but I I think I was not a big fan of the uh, of the difficulty. But you are a hard mode kind of guy. I kind of am. So yeah, um, there you go. That's uh, good. So I've been having a lot of yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. And then, like I said, playing ranked League of Legends, which there are frustrating moments and there are incredible moments. But it's it is such it is such a well designed game. I'm glad. Very I'm glad. Are you going to become a pro player? Uh, young Jonathan uh, <laughs> would try to become a pro player, but old Jonathan will not. But I I am kind of anxious to see how far I can get within the league system. I as of right now I cannot I cannot break the bronze barrier. So um and I I, f- I was starting to feel like I was getting pretty decent at the game and then I started these ranked matches and it's like no you're still not very good at this. <laughs> um you still have a lot to learn really. Uh, but it's so weird because like I can watch other people play the game that are in the higher brackets and I swear to god I'm playing just like them. I swear I am, but then I get into the games and it's very obvious that I'm not. Very very obvious. Yeah, I wonder how far you can get without kind of making the game your life. Have you run into any players? The other thing is it's such a team-based thing. Have you run into any players who have become regular teammates at all or talked to anybody? I I actually have made friends with a couple of um, people that like play a specific role in the game that complements my role. And so we can queue up for these matches together. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. And what, what role is yours for, for the listener who is aware of, and of the league of legends world? Yeah. My, so I am maining my main role when I play the game is support, which is in the standard meta game. It's a champion that sits in the lane with your ranged damage character that your team is going to have and both prevents them from dying and helps secure them kills so they can get more money so they can get better items faster. So the support role doesn't do a lot with like killing the little minions that are out there. The support role is more about kind of controlling the battlefield a little bit is typically how it works. So that's just the role that I've like kind of naturally settled into that I really enjoy um, and so I have made friends with these range damage people, um, that are good at that role. And so together we kind of make a lane and we complement each other well, and it, it works out really well. That's cool. Good. I'm glad. It's fun. I'm glad you're having fun. It, there is still a shortcut to League of Legends on my desktop. I've just never clicked on it before. Maybe someday. I think I actually had the same experience when I first installed it, but uh, once I once I started, it was tough to stop. I think that's kind of what I'm afraid of. So, see, because I'm I'm single, and uh, if I fall down that rabbit hole as hard as I think I will, and I I could become a young John with this, then I'll always be single. So you already have a wife, so you don't have to worry about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's true. It's really no relevance, <laughs> really no relevance to anything. But that's going to be my excuse. So there, we're going to stick to it. Actually, um, is that it? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's like I like I said. It's, that's that's it. And I don't want to tax your voice any more than I already have, John. I appreciate that. So the rest of the episode is just going to be Cody talking, listener, just to himself. Yeah, John is actually just going to hang up on our Google Hangout right now. All right, good talk. No, that's not true, because first, you have to riff on what our uh, listeners have been playing this weekend. Oh, did you watch the three-part South Park episode, by the way? I did. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal, but I really was hoping for a swerve at the end where they end up getting a Wii U. The I just, I love, I love the commentary on on video game delays and everything. And yeah. the fact that the fact that they brought up their own game, it was perfect. Um I was it was it was really good. It was really good. And there was some great bad Japanese in there. Oh man, uh, the Japan that, the Japan scenes were amazing. I was I was crying. I was laughing so hard in the Japan scenes during that episode. So listener, if you didn't if you didn't see South Park and you like South Park and you didn't see the um Black Friday episodes go go watch the black friday episodes because they're all free online they're really good yeah southparkstudios.com uh so they're they're available they have like weird dates like they're available right away for three or four days after it airs and then they like lock it out for two or three weeks and then it's available again so you might be able to watch part one and two now but not three yet i don't really know but Hey, guess what? There's stuff on the internet that's not technically legal. You could probably find it somewhere. Not recommending or suggesting that. I'm just saying, some there's a where there's a will, there's a way. Really. But you'd need to see this episode. Is really what it boils down to. Yeah, pretty much. So there's that. And moving on to our listeners and what they were playing this weekend, uh, we had four comments on our our question asking. Um, what you were playing this weekend. So we have over a thousand people following us on Google Plus. So that is a point zero. It's a low percentage of response, which means that we appreciate the four people that responded times a thousand. So we appreciate each of you four thousand percent. And that's listener. That's a lot of percents. You should know that. It is so many percents. So for the four of you, and and actually, just incidentally. The four people that did comment happen to be, I think, probably our most consistent commenters and and uh, and interactors, and uh, we really appreciate all four of these people. So, without further ado, uh, this weekend Nora was going to play some Portal. I don't know if that implied Portal Two or the original Portal, but I, both are solid games. Both are solid games. Uh, Jamie, our on-the-field Google Plus correspondent, was playing some combination of Xenoblade Chronicles and Mario 3D World. Okay. Which, um, jealous, because Xenoblade Chronicles, that was the game that that became a $70 game at GameStop, right? Oh my god, that game is so good. Right. So, it went on sale. It was on sale at GameStop on Black Friday. Of course, it sold out almost immediately. I guess from a lot of locations, and I, I couldn't get it online, but it was really cheap for a while. I, I'm pretty sure. So I'm jealous, and I've also heard that Mario 3D World is just supposedly insanely good. So a little Santa bird told me that uh, I should be getting a Wii U for Christmas along with 
um, Super Mario 3D World. Oh, really? I am pretty darn excited about that. I haven't played a good platforming Mario since Super Mario Galaxy. I never even played two. Yeah, you will probably like it. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I'm very excited. So that is a weekend of quality gaming, definitely. Uh, our fan John is going to start playing Arkham City on Steam, which is funny because that's what I'll be talking about this episode. Okay. So I, I know you were going to say something, but hold that thought. We'll discuss. And uh, Justin is playing The Last of Us. Good on you. Great game. Maybe John will follow suit sometime. And he's. I'm sorry. What what game? I'm gonna cut you. And he might try the Heroes Quest. Oh, in Link Between Worlds. So I also beat Link Between Worlds. This is a great transition. I also beat Link Between Worlds this weekend. Okay. So first of all, then what's the Heroes Quest in Link Between Worlds? Because you never mentioned that. Sure. So in uh, in Wind Waker HD, you're. I, I talked about Hero Mode, right? No. Hero Mode in Wind Waker HD is you can activate it or deactivate it anytime you load the game. So if you start on normal difficulty and it's not hard enough, you can switch to Hero Mode. When you have Hero Mode activated, enemies do not drop hearts and they do double damage. So the only way to replenish your energy is potions and fairies. So, yeah, so that was the higher difficulty for that. Now... I believe it's it's similar in Link Between Worlds. I remember because I beat the game and it said hero mode's now available. It's it's harder. I don't know if it's exactly that. I don't know if it specifically is enemies don't drop hearts and they do more damage, but I know it's a similar thing to basic basically a hard mode. Basically hard mode is available as soon as you beat the game. So that's available. Uh our friend Blake actually played Wind Waker HD on hero mode. But he made a good point that it makes the beginning of the game incredibly frustrating. Oh, sure, because you have, what, three... You basically have three hits to Link before you're dead, right? Yeah, yeah. You have three hits and no bottles and no fairies and no nothing. So I think that's cool that in Wind Waker HD they have it as kind of a thing you can toggle because that way you can you can maybe do the first few dungeons without that and then kick into hero mode once you, like have a way of managing your health. Um, Blink Between Worlds, I'm not sure. You know, the game did not feel short to me, but it certainly is not It's not a, a Final Fantasy-length epic. I'm considering replaying through it already just because I have a 3DS XL. It's new. It's the only, like, full game I have for it. Uh, I asked for Pokemon for Christmas, so I've got a few weeks. So I may do Hero Mode, but... Um, I'll have to report back, but I thought Link Between Worlds was was quite easy, honestly. So I think it may be more worth it in Link Between Worlds. But I, which is I, really interesting because in the last episode you said that you found the game difficult. Did I? You did. So you you said you said you were finding the game difficult. So you must have like turned a corner or something. Yeah, I turned a corner. I think after the first few dungeons, and then it was. Honestly, the second half was mostly a breeze, except for something they did, a gaming decision they did, that I'm not happy with, and I think you'll agree. Does it have something to do with the last boss? No, the last boss was awesome. Okay, because I've I've also read that the last boss was very difficult. Yeah, I loved that. No, the last boss was very difficult. It was super awesome. I mean, 
very difficult in Nintendo terms. I still had, like, three bottles with fairies, so it's not like I was in a lot of peril, but I took a lot of damage. So, yeah, it was, no, it was challenging, and it was really fun battle, so I like that a lot. So, if you've ever played Link, Link to the Past, listener, you know that the... Actually, I'm sorry, John. We're we're about to go into into a Zelda rabbit hole. I'm sorry. This is going to happen. That's fine. So, no, that's fine. So if you ever played Link to the Past, you know that once you get the first three pendants in the game, you the structure is you get three pendants to get the Master Sword. Then you go to the Dark World, and there are six crystals you have to get, six or seven. You get each of those and save the sages, and then you go fight Ganon. Great. This game, very similar structure. You get the three pendants in order, and then you get access to Low Rule, which is the mirror version of High Rule. It's the Dark World. Essentially, yeah. It's even got the yeah. same music. But you go to Low Rule, and in Low Rule, there are six or seven that you have to get, six or seven sages. And uh, the cool thing about this game, which we've discussed, is that you can do the palaces in any order because the game is set up so that you rent, and you can actually buy these items like there's a shop the shop where your house is this guy will 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 lend you an item if you pay him and then if you die then he gets the item back and you have to pay him to check it out again but once you've rented everything then he just says oh okay you can start buying stuff and then you can buy things from him that's why i had so many rubies because i had like seven thousand rubies after the first couple of dungeons well to buy an item is like between eight and twelve hundred rupees so that's why that happened. And then you permanently have that item. So if I buy the bombs and I die, I still have my bombs. There you go. So this game, much like Link to the Past, because actually Link to the Past, you don't have to do all the dungeons in order either. I remember when we were kids specifically beating some of the palaces out of order just because I knew you could. And I thought that was really cool. I don't know if you ever experimented with that at all. I think the only ones you could do were th- you could you could flip three and four in the dark world. That was the only one I can remember altering the order. Mm, there might have been one more. I don't remember exactly right now. Okay, but but there was some uh, for them to have any flexibility. I thought was cool. So why not? So in this game, there's none of that. Like I, I had literally no idea which palace was going to go first, what would go second, and. You, there's still a big treasure chest in each of these palaces, right? Each of the big treasure chests contains kind of an upgrade to your character that you don't have to get. You can skip these chests, right? So I go to, you know, one of the palaces and I get the blue mail, which cuts my damage in half when I, that I take. Great, I got the blue mail. Didn't have to get that to beat the game, but okay. And then another palace, I got um, some ore that would help me upgrade my sword. But you need two ores to upgrade your sword. So in two of the palaces, you get ore, you bring it to the blacksmith, you upgrade your sword, it turns red, just like Link to the Past. You get two more pieces of ore and two more things. Upgrade it to uh, yellow, just like Link to the Past. Cool. And, uh, you know, there's one that, like, boosts your magic meter. So these are all things that help you in the game, but they're not absolutely essential, right? Okay. So the very last palace I get to... Like, everything else in the game you get out of dungeons. You just kind of get around around the world. You get the sprinting boots from uh, Kakariko Village, some random dude. You get all the items from the guy you rent from. Great. Well, you, I found at, uh, at the Lumberjack's house, you find the glove that lets you pick up stones and throw them. 
you get that like right away. I got like right away. I think before I even went to Death Mountain the first time. And but it doesn't let you pick up the larger ones. You remember Link to the Past, they had the gray stones and then the And the black stones. Yeah, the black ones. This game is different. You can there's only gray stones. And this glove lets you lift only the small ones, which means you have to get another mitt for the large ones. So I get to the final dungeon of these completely out-of-order dungeons that I had done in a randomized order, having no idea what belonged first, second, third, fourth, any of that. Get to the final one. I'm halfway through the dungeon, and I need the Titan's Mitt. And I didn't have the Titan's Mitt. So I immediately exited the dungeon and started looking around for it. I'm like, maybe you get it from this mini game. Maybe you get it from talking to this person. And I just, I, I just killed like probably three hours just searching for the Titan's Mitt. Um, there's also a, a mini game where there's this giant squid thing called a Mai Mai. It's M A I M A I. I don't know. And the Mai Mai lost her little Mai Mai babies, and you, you can go and do this optional thing to get the Mai Mai babies. And every ten Mai Mai babies you get she'll upgrade one of your items. So she'll turn your boomerang into the magic boomerang. Or she'll turn your arrow into a triple arrow, so three arrows shoot out. Or she'll make your bomb radius bigger. So, or she'll upgrade your glove no. into the titan's mouth. Well, that was my thinking. Uh, you, see what I'm, you see where my brain was there. Uh, I had upgraded several items, so I'm like, oh, maybe I have to find some Mai Mai. So then I spent some time looking for Mai Mai's. And... I had noticed this weird thing where, like, I'd find 10, and then I would be able to select two or three of my weapons to upgrade, but then I'd bring her 10 more, and this the options in my memory were different. I was like, oh, I thought I I thought I could upgrade my boomerang, but it's not telling me I can. I, I can only upgrade these things. Okay, whatever. I'll just upgrade one of those. That's what I recalled. So, due to my terrible memory and immediate rage quitting of that dungeon when I realized I needed the Titan's Mint, I wasted all this time... Go back to the dungeon. Guess what's in the chest in the dungeon? What? The Titan's Mitt. And I was unhappy because it wasn't hard to find, but I had just left as soon as I realized I needed it because the game had set up my expectation based on the order of palaces I took that I would only be getting non-essential items in the dungeons. And that wasn't the case, and I was very frustrated because of it. So this was the only dungeon in the game where you get an item in the dungeon that you need to use to complete the dungeon? In the Dark World, yes. The, really? Yes. That is a bad that is a bad design. And and I, I Because 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 of the expectations in which you're talking. And that's what I'm saying. And to to anybody else that did this dungeon before last because like I said, there's literally no order. Like you can go anywhere. Sure. In low rule, like there is no reason why it should have been the last one. It's not the hardest one. It's not the hardest one to get to. There are no other barriers of entry to get there. It just kind of happened like that. Um, so I know there are some Nintendo fans listening that will be like, well, it's your fault. And it partially is my fault for not being as good at the game as I should have been. But I was really frustrated because like you said, and I knew you would agree with me on this. I was a little annoyed that the one thing you, like, actually need to progress is only in one dungeon, and all the rest of the chests are totally optional. Yeah, I mean, you can't... The It, it would be one thing if there were, like, three or four dungeons out of all ten of them where it did that. Because then, 
but like you're like you said, your expectations have been set in a certain way. So that's why it's probably not the best game design. Yeah. Is because your expectations have been set in a certain way and then rather than like naturally like if they were gonna change something if they were gonna change your expectations, it should have been something that you naturally fell into and that you couldn't miss. And right and to be fair, once I went back Basically, there was a room pretty much next to the room where I had left the dungeon that I could have gone to that would have taken me to another floor to get the treasure chest. So it wasn't hard to get from where I was, but when I realized I needed it, I left because I didn't think it would be there. Right. No, but you know what you do in that case? You set up the room as a puzzle. You set up you set up the large stone as the exit to the room. And after completing the puzzle in the same room as that large stone, you get the Titans met. That's true. That's, I mean, that's how you fix that. That's true. And I think I'm probably in the vast minority. And I'm, You absolutely are. I'm not bashing this game. It was an awesome game. And, uh, like... To... No, but you can be critical of the things you love. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Okay. That, is, that is okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just bringing up the one thing. So, listener, just keep in mind if you play it. This is really more for you than for me. I, I mean, I'm not trying to just whine about it. I'm just mentioning that in an otherwise exceptionally good game with a great soundtrack, very good use of nostalgia, excellent addition of new features, all these things. It is nitpicking. I'm ab- it is absolutely nitpicky. So do not think I'm, I'm trying to give it... I mean, I would still give the game a 9.5 or a 10. I'm not destructoiding this game. <laughs> I think that's one minor thing. But I also know if you haven't played it and you get in that same position as me, I probably just saved you a bunch of time. I also probably spoiled a bunch of stuff, so I apologize for that. But um, there's also a lot of stuff I didn't spoil. So, I, But I, I did really want to bring that up uh, specifically. Other than that, though, it was a pretty enjoyable experience. But I read an article uh, – or no, I watched a video. So have you ever – you've never watched Game Theory, have you? The YouTube series? Is that the one where it comes up with like, uh, like possible like conspiracy style? Yeah, the one that's like is theory? yeah the one that's like is Mario a communist? Uh, like is Mario evil? The last one I saw was uh, Doctor Wily isn't really the bad guy in the Mega Man games, stuff like that. Okay. So um, anyway, I have I have watched like one or two of them. Okay, I I am subscribed. I watch everyone as soon as it comes out. Uh, Matt Pat is the guy that does them. I think he is great. I might I might invite him onto our show. I have no idea if he would say yes, but I it's I it's a great series. He's he's coming up on a million subscribers, so he's reaching YouTube celebrity fame now because that's a big deal. But there's a there are a couple other shows on his channel, and one of them I it's Gaijin Goomba. It's somebody in a really high pitched like heliumy voice uh, with a Goomba kind of teaching you random stuff about games it's kind of like game theory but a little bit different subject matter but they addressed zelda and the open world aspect of it and it was super interesting to me because and i think you might find it interesting too because if you think about the first zelda game the first zelda game the original legend of zelda rewards you for exploration and uh, you know by giving you rupees and by having all these hidden caves where you can find things and you could find the dungeons in any order. Like, you, you could... I mean, that was truly the most non-linear Zelda game. I think that's... I think I don't think you can possibly argue with that, right? Yeah, you're probably right. Probably right. And um, 
it this this video was basically just talking about how it's interesting that I guess during development, Nintendo's stance was, well, Mario is a very linear game, and we're also working on this thing called The Legend of Zelda, so we want to do something totally nonlinear to kind of separate the two. And that's where that came from. But Link to the Past then, you know, well, I mean, you know, Zelda 2 tried a different direction, so we'll pretend that didn't exist, but then you get to Link to the Past, and not only does it have you do the first three dungeons in the light world in order, but when you get to the dark world, the dungeons are numbered. Yeah, it, it does. It goes so far as to number the crystals on the world map. Yeah, which is the opposite of exploration. And um, it was just an interesting shift for the series. And I think, to a degree, Link Between Worlds is a bit of a return to the original you know, parts of the series. I don't know that it necessarily does as good of a job of, like, that rewarding the exploration aspect, because you've got a map, basically. Because the thing is, you know, The Legend of Zelda, you boot that up, you are standing in a blank screen, and you have no idea what's happening. You walk into a cave, and suddenly you have a sword, and then you walk around, and you try and remember the map. You know, Link Between Worlds, Zelda tells you what to do, and then this guy talks to you about lending you items, and then you have a world map available to you, and you can put pins on it, and, you you know, X's mark the spots where the palaces are. So it it brought back the nonlinear style from the first game, but the exploration aspect, I don't think we'll ever really get back in a Zelda game or, or in a lot of games, just because of the way that there's... These heads-up displays are so sophisticated, you know? I don't. I mean, I don't know if you. They are, but but I don't know if you can ever kind of really do that again. You know. Yeah. Like like just with modern game design. I mean, maybe it'll eventually move back towards that way, but just modern game design is it's kind of not about that. Yeah, and then that's what I'm saying. It's uh, it's just kind of interesting. I don't, I'm not trying to argue for or against any of it. I just thought it was an interesting thing to bring up, and that that really reminds me of Fez. Because Fez brings you back to your old school roots in that there is, it's it's really not linear at all. The puzzles are very, very abstract and uh, it's it's got a very Legend of Zelda feel. So listener, if you're a huge fan of the original Legend of Zelda, which I'm sure you're not because that game was hard as balls, uh, go ahead and pick up Fez. Probably for a dollar on Steam because that's what the Steam games go for. And that's uh, how I felt about Link Between Worlds. So, are you going to get it? Do you think? Uh, I, you know, I probably will. Really? I think so. I mean, it, it, it seems really good. I mean, from what everybody is saying, it's, it's really good. So, yeah, I, I will probably end up getting it at some point. Um, and honestly, Link, Link to the Past is my favorite Zelda game. Oh, really? Without a doubt. Awesome. Yeah. Like it's not even close in my mind. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, it, it does a really, really good job. It's not just a cash-in, though, for nostalgia. I mean, it really does a good job of actually, like, adding to it. And the soundtrack is so good. Dude, I was listening to the soundtrack at work, like, two days last week. Just the soundtrack. It's a really good soundtrack. I mean, it's mostly old tracks, right? Yes, but, like, remastered in a in a very good way. But, in, like, a yeah. catchy... Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. So, um, there's my follow-up to the link uh, between worlds review i feel like i had one more thing to say about it oh yeah uh kenny was dressed like princess zelda yeah it was pretty good (laughs) so they did at least have that nod to nintendo thank you south park 
So transition, 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 transition. transition. Yeah. Well done. Um, thank you for that. Uh, Batman Arkham City is what I just finished playing. You bought it for me. Uh, yeah, I did on Steam. And I, you know, actually, I completely realized this like ten minutes before we started recording. Um, Brian, the guy I work with at uh, on my on my. Uh, terrestrial radio show on WGN, Brian bought me uh, Arkham Asylum on Xbox 360 for Christmas when it came out. And now my co-host for my internet broadcast bought me Arkham City. That's hilarious. So yeah, just really, really random, obscure, totally inconsequential coincidence, but I just thought it was kind of, I don't know, I just thought I'd bring it up. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, super random. But, so Arkham City, uh, what I loved about so I'm not a big Batman guy. Are you a big Batman guy, John? Um, so I wasn't until I wasn't until the Arkham games. Yeah, and then like I they were so well done. Specifically, Arkham Asylum I think is just awesome. Yeah. D- so did you like the animated series when we were growing up? No, Re- I never watched it. Really? Why? You just yeah, no reason in particular. I just wasn't interested in it. Interesting. Okay. Because I saw a lot of it, I was more of a Spider-Man guy because it was more flashy and kind of upbeat. And I mean, Batman's dark. Batman's inherently a dark, dark character. His parents were shot in front of him when he was a kid, and then he fell into a cave or some variation of that. And there were bats, and he basically is insane and fights criminals who are literally insane, and then throws them into an asylum where they're insane. It's very dark. It is kind of dark. Quite. So it, I, I've i never disliked Batman. I I've saw the original movies. I still think uh, Jack Nicholson is underrated as the Joker, by the way. I mean, I get it. Heath Ledger knocked it out of the park. But, dude, Jack Nicholson, come on. He did fine. Anyway. Uh, so that said, I've never been a huge Batman guy. I am with you, though. I became a much bigger Batman guy after Arkham Asylum because it was so well done. And... I wasn't yeah yeah and I wasn't ultra familiar with the Batman brand but everybody knows a bit about Batman. What I loved about Arkham Asylum and I'm guessing you'll agree is that the gameplay makes you feel like Batman. Do you get that? I think that that absolutely. I mean like flying through the air stalking people like the stealth I think the stealth is really well done. Because, like, Batman's a big bruiser dude. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's he's not, like, small and slight like a ninja or something. So, like, the stealth for him, I think, is very well done for, like, big bruiser dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think the game flows incredibly well, which is my favorite thing about Ninja Gaiden, which is my favorite action game really ever, when I'm feeling super sadomasochistic, because that game is insanely hard. That in the second one. Uh... I love how how smooth it is and how much it flows. And in Arkham Asylum, like, the countering system, the smoothness is, is ludicrous. You can be in the middle of a move, and a guy comes at you, and a little kind of exclamation point, some squiggly lines appear above their head, and then you hit a button to counter, and as soon as your move finishes, you break immediately, grab the guy mid-move whatever he's doing to you and then do a specific counter based on that particular movement that guy was doing. Like, when I played the first Arkham Asylum game, I was like, how do they do this? You know what I mean? Yeah, that free-flow combat is really strong. 
yeah, the it, just the animations even of of being able to to be that specific with it. So I agree. I loved Arkham Arkham Asylum, and I I thought it continued with Arkham City, and it had been it's been oh god, uh, well it must have been three or four years since Arkham City or Arkham Asylum came out. Uh, it couldn't have been more than five years, three or four years ago. So I hadn't played it in a really long time, and this game. I thought it felt pretty good. It it didn't feel ultra familiar. I wasn't like, oh yeah, totally like riding a bike. I but when I relearned the mechanics, it made sense. Uh, very open environment, uh, listener. The setting for this is basically somehow various people were able to pass this this <laughs> asylum deal so that instead of just having Arkham Asylum, they basically just section off a huge chunk of the city and that is arkham city so they just throw criminals in there and they basically live in their own little criminal city within gotham city which is a very which is ridiculous it's completely it's really stupid premise it's pretty dumb i mean but but in the context oddly but arkham arkham is a dumb city so arkham well gotham city is the worst it, it, yeah, oddly yeah, that's what I in gotham's the, a dumb city. oddly in the world of batman this it it fits like it it doesn't it doesn't feel stupid unless you think about it and from a game design perspective how do we make it so batman can free roam around a city gotham would be too big and they couldn't have criminals just overrun it cuz then there'd be some, you know, logistically, this made sense. So I sure. I get it. So it all it all makes sense. So you're in Arkham City, which means there's a, a lot of exploration. I think they do a great job of making it feel open world. Uh, when I was reading some some reviews and some discussion about Wind Waker HD when it was re-released, a lot of people brought up the point, well, Wind Waker is one of the best Zelda games because it was so open world you know you can sail anywhere you can get off and swim around in any part of the ocean you can get on any island like and no load screens was a huge deal because it just was very seamless and i felt the same way about arkham city i mean you're you're essentially spider-man i mean spider-man web slings around you're just using your grappling hook same thing why don't you ever have to change the tip on your grappling hook I grappled into like forty-five different buildings, and that that steel claw or whatever is still working. How does that? How does that work? Because that would be dumb. I mean, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good point, John. That would be dumb. Would be dumb. Okay. I mean, you don't want to have to change your grappling hook in the middle of the game. That's stupid. You just want to keep being a badass Batman. That's true, and and they do do a good job of of helping you feel like a badass Batman. So the difference between this and Arkham. Uh, Asylum would be much more open. I wouldn't say it's necessarily non-linear because there is a story that flows through the entire game. But they introduce several side missions. Like, for example, I can't remember the name of the phone killer. I just did this. I I just did this today. Uh, but one of Batman's nemeses calls people on the phone on a pay. He'll call you on a payphone. Say he's threatening to kill hostages. You have to locate that payphone within Arkham City, answer it, and then uh, he gives you a certain amount of time to find the next one. And then you have to trace his call just by like following a little dot around the map. 
while he's leave while he's like having a one like kind of delivering a monologue. So you pick up the phone, it brings you the map screen. You have to kind of follow his movements with a little cursor to like triangulate his coordinates while he's talking about his character. So it's cool because it tells a story. It's telling his story. It's further character development. You're still engaged by like moving stuff around and it's very open world and you can set waypoints on your map to kind of direct you to exactly where those payphones are and things like that. So that's the kind of side quest that you'll run into. Uh, Bane is in the game and Bane, the giant super roided out version of Bane that's like nine feet tall, 11 feet tall or whatever. Bane has this Titan formula. And in this game, he has, he's like, I'm over the Titan formula. I don't want it anymore. I need to destroy all the Titan containers. So you go around Arkham City destroying all the Titan containers. And some of them, you know, you can make it one of those, I'm going to stop progressing in the storyline and just do this right now. Or you can just play through the game and when you're near one, take it out as you go. And there are 16, I think major side missions that kind of thread throughout the entire game that you're able to kind of just, you know, do when you feel like it. They give you extra experience points and things like that. There's also the Riddler trophies. And they had the Riddler trophies in Arkham Asylum. And they were awesome in Arkham Asylum. Yeah, they were great. I I don't remember the the big difference. They're basically puzzles. I mean, they're puzzles. You have to throw your battering. The big difference is... The big difference is that there weren't 7,000 of them. Okay, I I, I thought this was going to be your complaint, too. Because uh, I, I know you said, you said when I brought up Arkham City on our episode a few episodes ago, you said, yeah, it was okay, and then, you know, we'll talk about it. So I, I already know you don't like it as much as Arkham Asylum, and I, I had... I f- did not like it as much as Arkham Asylum. Okay, I had a feeling, because there are, you're right, there are... A zillion Riddler trophies in this game. It's, 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 uh... There's 250, I think. There's a lot. Oh, it's so many. It's so many Riddler trophies. Yeah, I think there's 250. Well, and this is where I think the game, uh, really, I think it really shines. The amount of sheer content in this game is, is absolutely unbelievable. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. It's especially... Especially if you get the Ultimate Edition, which is what you got me, which comes with DLC. There is so much in this game. There's so much to do. So earlier today, I beat the game, right? I beat the game, and then and then the story continues, and you're able to complete your side missions. And they add some things, and you get to play as Catwoman a bit. You actually do play as Catwoman earlier on in the game, for a, a brief amount of time later in the game, and then the the kind of post-game, I guess, kind of focuses more on Catwoman. So I don't know if it's a whole nother game, essentially, that I'm starting, or or what what is in store, but I beat the game as Batman. It rolled the credits. He, you know, strolls out uh, for the happy ending or whatever. Credits roll. Boom, I unlocked New Game Plus. Boom, I unlocked this thing. And I'm... 49% complete with the game. Wow. And I had completed, like, a few of the side quests. And I, I'm thinking maybe the number's a bit skewed because of this downloadable content, but 49% done. And I beat the game. No, actually, it was when I quit playing today because I beat the game, played for another three hours, literally just getting Riddler trophies and finishing side quests. Like, I did a Mr. Freeze-related side quest. 
I completed uh, the phone call side quest. I did. I progressed further in a couple other ones. Uh, still, forty nine percent done with the game. And you probably played for a good long time. Like you probably got your money's worth in terms of playing, right? I have. Yeah, I feel like I've got my money's worth. Uh, well, we we were talking about you know how smooth the combat is and the flow and everything like that. And my God, I want to play as Catwoman more because she is just so. Her animations are even a, a little bit quicker and a little more elegant and a little more fluid being a smaller female. And, you know, the things she does, you know, whereas Batman will drop down and grab a guy in a headlock and choke him out. She, like, drops down, twists her legs around their head, squeezes her head with her legs, and then, like, twists them. To, you know, she's a very Xenia on a top uh, about it. And uh, she's really fun to play as. So I got my I'm money. Sorry, what did you just say? Xenia on a top. Zenya Anatop? From Goldeneye. I don't... Oh, right. Okay, gotcha. Yes. <laughs> Understood. Carry on. What, what, which Zenya did you think I was referring to? Look, I know lots of Zenyas, so that's why I didn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Too many Zenyas? Way too many. Okay. Sorry to hear that. Well, uh, anyway, she kills people with her legs, and it's good, and you have a whip. You have met far fewer options, obviously, as her, because she doesn't have a utility belt, and she's not a Playboy millionaire. But you've got a couple toys to play with, and I mean that in a totally non-sexual way, although I would love to have sex with Catwoman, honestly. Kind of. I'll get to that more later. Yeah. Yeah, you heard it. I'll get to Why would you get to Why are we getting to you'll, that more you'll later? Get, you'll get it later. Don't worry about it. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to play as her more, but, but honestly... And so you, when you exit the main game, you've also got, like, a side mission mode. You've got these challenge maps. Not really maps, but these challenge modes where, like, you get dropped into a room with, like, 40 thugs, and you have to see how fast you can beat them. And they give you five different rounds. You have to do different moves to get uh, different point values and try to beat high scores and things like that. So that's, like, almost its whole other game in itself just focused on combat, and in that you can play as Batman, Catwoman, or Robin, and I think one other character, Night Nightwing? You can also play as Robin? I didn't even realize that they had done Robin DLC for that game. Yeah, I've got Robin DLC and Nightwing DLC, who I don't know anything about Nightwing, but whatever. So, I haven't even played the game as Robin at all, or Nightwing. Who cares about Nightwing, really? But there's two characters I literally haven't even played as on these challenge deals. And then there's a section where Harley Quinn has these post-game challenges for you. And I've avoided it because it said this DLC contains spoilers. So apparently she, for the, the storyline of the game, so apparently she does a thing where she's giving you additional things to do. I, I don't even know what that game mode is. And they have a new game plus which uh, raises the difficulty, gives the enemies better weapons, and removes the counterattack exclamation points from the opponents. So you just have to know the animations? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty intense. I, I think it's a bit intense for me. I, I probably won't do New Game Plus, because I'm never going to finish the full content in this. You know, I've got still a zillion Riddler trophies to get. Uh, so there is just so much content. And with the price of this game on Steam... Like, this is one of the best gameplay experiences and value for your money, I think, that you can find. If, if, you, if you like this game, if you liked Arkham Asylum, and you can get this game for 5 or 10 or even 15 bucks, you will have 
50 or more hours easily of gameplay because the story probably took what would you say maybe 20 25 yeah it was something like i mean it wasn't that it wasn't that long maybe not, maybe it was long f- yeah it was long for like an action like an action game i guess but yeah maybe 15 or 20 i i don't know offhand but there's it's a it's a good size narrative it flows yeah. well i don't think it drags out at any point i think if anything it could have been a little longer but with all this dlc it, it's so i thought it was a very good experience so tell me what you didn't like about it that that made it inferior to arkham asylum to you so one of my big problems with it was i thought that the the actual traversal was it it started it was it started to become a little too much for me to traverse the entire city to get to the places that I wanted to go. And maybe if I had like uh kind of split it up by doing some Riddler trophies here and there in between or and I think I I know I did all of the side quests, but maybe doing the Riddler trophies would have split up the traversal a little bit. But there were occasionally parts where I just felt like I was going and going and like if you even if you end up getting good at the traversal, you can still mess it up and kind of stall yourself out. Like how? And then it, like hitting a building, not grappling to the right hook or something like that, and then falling down. Okay. So it kind like it kind of dis- destroys the seamlessness of that traversing the environment. Um, it's been a really long time since I've played it too, so I don't remember everything. But it just like the just the awesome thing about the Arkham Asylum was that it was just this really small self-contained thing. So like it was a very guided story experience. Whereas this one is a little more open, which is good, but I thought that they didn't execute as well as they did in the first game is all. It's kind of what it boils down to for me. Okay. I can kind of see that like Catwoman, I hate traversing with Catwoman. She... Because you see, with Batman, I don't know how you did it. Batman, I you just kind of span the right bumper, and it basically kind of auto detects anything in front of you you need to grapple. So I found it somewhat easy to get from place to place. Occasionally, I would accidentally bump into a gang of like six people with guns on the roof of a building, and they'd wreck me and sometimes even kill me before I can even get past them. And then I have to restart, and I'm like, what the hell, really? I have to like start four buildings back just because. Ran into a random pack of dudes. I didn't feel like fighting this stupid. But other than that, it was smooth. But Catwoman, when you grapple on something, she kind of arbitrarily does some random flashy flips onto a couple things. And then uh, and then a green dot appears and you have to time it so that when the green dot reaches a certain size within another green ring, it uh, you hit the jump button and you kind of jump into that. So there's like a timing element and you have to do like four or five jumps sometimes to finish a a grapple. It's kind of weird. It's a little bit more tedious and and manual. So so I get that. I, I didn't feel so much what you're saying with Batman, but I will agree. I mean, if you had to go across the map, sometimes that was kind of like really. I had to go across the map again. Yeah, like all the way across the map. It it just I don't know. It's a it's a minor complaint. It's it's really not that big of a deal. And I really liked the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just didn't think it was as good as all. Sure, I think that's fair. And you're really looking forward to Arkham Origins, right? Because you were told that it's more similar to Arkham Asylum. 
So I'm kind of looking forward to Arkham Origins because it's, from what I understand, it's all about, it's all about uh, combat. Like it's basically they've taken out a lot of the the other stuff and they just have way more combat in it, which is arguably the best part of the Batman game. Yeah, I would say so. So th- I'm kind of looking forward to that because I I like the combat rooms, you know. Yeah, I I like when I get in the combat. I I think there's a good amount of challenge, at least on the difficulty level I played. I think I think there were certainly plenty of rooms I had to replay. I don't know about you, like I, I guess, like I said, it's been a really long time. I don't remember. Did you ever die? I'm sure I did. <laughs> okay. I died somewhat regularly, so I think the challenge is 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 at a good level. So getting back to having sex with Catwoman, because I know that okay. you were really highly anticipating this, I absolutely like cannot stand when she talks. <laughs> so, what does that have to do with having sex? So with her? if I had sex with her, it would be very very angry sex. And because of because of her talking, and yeah, because of her talking. Oh man, oh boy, it's she's everything she says is in a very very overplayed, smartass kind of condescending. Like every line, it would be like, "Aw, that's too bad, John. I didn't mean to hurt you," or. Oh, that's too bad. How'd you feel about this, big boy? Mm, did I cut you? Oh, that's too bad. Like, everything is in that kind of tone. This, like, smug, bitchy, shitty way of talking. And I I cannot stand it. I cannot stand it. It's like, it makes the game unfun. And this is totally a, uh, a, totally a preferential thing. But... My God, she's nice to look at, but I don't want to hear her talk. That's so funny. That sounds terrible, but you know they got. And, and I mean, originally, originally they had that Catwoman DLC on day one, and so there, like, listener, if you never played it, there was a little bit of controversy surrounding the release of this because, like, the you could only get the Catwoman DLC from GameStop or something, and there was some weird pre-order stuff. Um, but the Catwoman DLC is just like. Very like various at various points throughout the game, various story moments. Catwoman, you play as Catwoman and do like Catwoman missions. Now, I think since then they also added more Catwoman. Is that right? I or are there? Well, I mean, there there are the couple story points, far fewer than I expected. I mean, you you have her for a hot minute at the start of the game, and then like a really brief period, it like right at the end of the game, and then that's it. So don't don't spend all your money or all your experience points upgrading Catwoman because it will completely go to waste, listener, uh, for the most part. But like I said, now post game, she shows up and she's like, "I need to get my loot from Two Face." Then Batman shows up and he's like, "I'm gonna help. I'm Batman. I have things to do." And then she's like, "Okay, mm, Bat. Okay, if you can keep up, you know, stuff like that. I want to kill her." So. And, and then from that point on, now that I've beaten the game as Batman, I can switch between Catwoman and Batman. But I don't know how much Catwoman content there is. So what were you saying? Like, what's your understanding of it? So I I don't Catwoman wasn't supposed to be like a a focal point. So it's a kind of a bummer that she has 
that uh, the voice acting kind of ruined it for you. <laughs> uh, but she was just supposed to be kind of like icing on the cake in terms of in terms of the game. It does completely change the opening of the game, though, if you don't have Catwoman there, right? Because I mean, she's she opens the game, so. Um, I don't. I don't even know how the game starts if you don't have Catwoman. So, but, so if you don't have the DLC, she's you don't play as her at all. Exactly. Isn't that weird? What? Yeah, and that was the controversy surrounding this game when it first came out because you could only get the DLC. You could either pay ten dollars for the Catwoman DLC or you could like pre-order from GameStop or whatever, and it was it was a pre-order deal. That's really weird. Like, I don't even know how you... I know, would... because she's actually slotted into the story. Yeah. Like, she affects the story of the game. That's so bizarre. All right, well, okay. Well, since it's a whole DLC um, package, maybe that changes the whole the whole post-game game? Like, I, again, I don't know. I'm 50% done with the game, and I finished this Batman. Does that mean the, the... How, you know, is Catwoman 10 of my remaining 50%? Or 50 of... I don't know, you know? I mean, she's not 50, because I have... 500 Riddler trophies left to get, but that's so that's so strange. So I know it's bizarre. So you've not you do not have the DLC. I had the Catwoman DLC. Oh, you did. Okay, interesting. But that was the only one that I had, and I know I'll, since then a lot of DLC has come out. Okay, okay. Well, um, listener, I will follow up because I, I plan on continuing to play this game, which is not really super normal for me. But I've beaten it, and I still feel like there's quite a bit left. Like, there's still quite a bit I can enjoy from this game. I mean, I do have to say, like, some of the coolest stuff is when you are traversing the environment and you just see, like, a pack of of bad dudes. And you use your, like, to to slam into the ground. You They they've give you, like, the slam into the ground move to start the fight. And you just slam yourself into the, this giant pack of bad guys and start beating the crap out of them. It's super fun. Yeah. Like, you, like I don't think there's a game, there's not a beat-em-up game that makes you feel as badass, I think, as the Batman series. You feel so badass when you are using their combat system. Yeah, I mean, Ninja Gaiden, to a degree. <laughs> Again, Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden 2. Not the third one, because that's garbage, but... But I... You might be right, though. This, I mean, this would even give that a run for its money. You really do feel like a badass. Yeah. You're right. So that, yeah, it's 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 very good. It's very smooth. Um, and the voice acting, for the most part, is phenomenal because they use mostly voice actors from the animated series. So you've got the guy that does Batman from the cartoon. They have Mark Hamill as the Joker, who we all know is spectacular as the Joker. And they get the Harley Quinn voice actress. I'm not familiar enough with the rest of the voice actors to know if they are spot on or not. But, I mean, Batman, Joker, and Harley, like, who cares about anybody else, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's true, but I agree with you. I do remember the voice acting being really good. And I don't remember there being a, a problem with... I don't remember there being a problem with the voice acting for Catwoman. But... It, and the voice acting is... Fi- it's fine. It's just the character. I just... I, it's the writing. It... Or the... You can blame it. I'm not saying... The woman doing it's a bad voice actor, or the writing is even bad. I just I hate that character. You're just saying that women shouldn't be voice actors. I, I hate the character so much. I hate the character in this game. I hate her portrayed in this game so much because everything she says pisses me off. You're saying that women don't belong in video games in any capacity. Oh, I will, <laughs> I will tell you one thing that happened. So this would be a minor spoiler if you have the Catwoman DLC, uh, so I apologize. Very minor spoiler. Optional spoiler. This is not a main game spoiler. So if you have the Catwoman DLC, at one point some some crap like collapses from a building and falls on Batman and he and 
it switches to Catwoman's point of view. You're Catwoman, you're you're burglaring something, burgling something, whatever. You're stealing something, and then somebody pops on the TV and she sees Batman's incapacitated. And there's a green arrow painted on the floor going left and a red arrow painted on the floor going right. Just like in the environment. You can go left and she's like, hmm, should I save Batman? Hmm, he never, he, he's a big boy. He can take care of himself. You know, just that stupid, smug, stupid attitude. She, um, she's like, no, I'll, you'll hate yourself if you leave him though. No, you can't, you can't just go. So... At this point in the game, you can go left and save Batman, or you can go right and, like, leave Arkham City. And it, it kind of says that, uh, some of the objectives update in the corner, and it says that. And I'm playing as Catwoman, and I'm thinking to myself, she's super bitchy. She's kind of a terrible person. I didn't like her in uh, Dark Knight Rises either, by the way. So I've never been a Catwoman fan as a character. I'm like, she's super bitchy. She would leave. She would totally leave Arkham City. That's it. She's done. I'm done. So I walked right, and I had her leave Arkham City, and the credits started rolling. And I was just like, are you kidding me? The game ends, and Batman dies if you walk out as Catwoman? So I'm sitting there, and the credits are rolling, and the the designers did something really cool and clever here, I thought. Um, while the credits are rolling, it you hear audio of Commissioner Gordon putting out a distress call. He's like, they've overrun the city. Anybody out there, help, help. He's not with us anymore. We don't have any Batman. Anybody that can hear this. And he kind of g- basically gives this, Joker's won. The Joker's done it. I, I can't believe it. Or whoever the bad guy is at that point. I don't know. Uh, he's done it. He's taken over. It's the end or whatever. And it's kind of like over, and you're like, oh my god, so okay, that happened. And then the image on the screen pauses, and it it rewinds. You know when you used to rewind on old VCRs, and the, the bars would go up and down? It like rewinds the credits and the scene to when Catwoman makes that decision, and then you turn left that time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I thought it was cool that it didn't like end roll credits and then take me to the title screen, because I would have been really annoyed. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. I don't think I did that. So that's kind of an interesting little Easter egg type thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, listener, if you have the chance, go ahead and do it. Uh, it Ultimately, you'll end up going left, but I thought it was kind of fun the way that they did that. Uh, and she sucks. Catwoman sucks. Because I, I hated her in Dark Knight Rises, too, because she's just smug. She's a smug. She's a smug asshole. She really is. As a person. Well, that's that's kind of her character. I know. And I don't like that. And, you know, she would do stuff in the movie and, I, oh, God, I saw it with a girl and she was like, yeah, girl power when she did it. And I was like, that's not girl power. That's her being an asshole. Like, seriously, just, ah, I'm all about empowering women, but, like, she's not it. She's just a, she's just a dick. That's how I feel about it. I really don't like Catwoman. Don't be a dick, damn it. Uh, and speaking, That's all I'm saying. Don't be a dick. And speaking of empowering women, I still was struck, and I'll say this for any female listeners that we have, I, they're not... They, they call, Every criminal in Arkham City calls women a bitch. Every single one. They do. It's it, And it's pretty, like, apparent. It's, oh, I mean, yeah. And for people, and for people that don't... Like, for people like me that don't normally pay attention to that and notice that, I remember that pretty clearly really yeah like it's i mean they yeah they're pretty 
it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. And I, so it's almost it's almost gratuitous. I think I honestly I agree. I agree. And and I think that's a big miss because a lot of girls are crazy about Batman. And and it's funny because it's it's the only it's really the only swearing they have in the game. I mean they you know they throw out a couple other minor like a hole or damn it and stuff like that, but that's the worst offender and Every time any character refers to Catwoman or any female hostages or like this news reporter you encounter, it's it they all just call them bitches. And it's like I think that's a shame. I think that was it was overwritten in, in that respect. I, I don't think they needed to go there. I don't think that accomplished anything. Yeah, and the weird part is it's like just the thugs. Like you said, it's just like the the thug encounters. It's not like main villains that are doing this. I think Two Face did it to Catwoman in some of the post game content. Okay, Maybe. and I don't, I but you, don't think I. Did. But for the most part, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, it's uh. So that was that was kind of a shame. Um, so female listeners, if you're a huge Batman fan, I mean, I really recommend the game. I apologize in advance for that, but I, I mean, I recognize that as not, not really doing a whole lot for uh, us video gamers as a uh, as a culture. So, that's annoying. Oh, I wanted to say one more quick thing about the game. Say one more quick thing. One more quick thing. Uh, I don't know why the penguin is has a Cockney accent in this game. One of my coworkers is a big Batman fan, and I was like, "Is the penguin Cockney?" And he's like, "No, the Cobblepot family's lived in Gotham for decades." Just throwing that out there. I, I really didn't like. Come on, inconsistencies, guys. Come on. I didn't even care about that. It's just such an overdone. It's like my really, really bad impersonation of a British person. It's so over the. It's so cockney. It's like, he's Batman. We're gonna get Batman. He's bad there. We're gonna get him, and the Joker's not gonna know what hit him. It, it's it's honestly that bad. Honest to God. And it's stupid because he's not like why 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 did you do that? No one needs to hear that. That was a really good British accent, by the way. No, th- but that's honest to God how the penguin sounds. I'm not even like that was that was legit right there. So uh, other than the penguins voice acting, I didn't love, and I hate the Catwoman as a person. Uh, great game, pick it up, good times. And now John's going to talk about last week because apparently we all live in the past. So no, it, it's not even that. It's not even that big of a deal. I was just going to say that uh, we talked last week about um, about the Nintendo eShop and like digital sales. Oh yeah. And I was just saying, why doesn't everybody just copy Steam in terms of what they do? And our field reporter uh, Jamie brought up the point that Nintendo does do sales, uh, and that there are you know they are occasionally games on sale on the eShop, right? Yeah. So that was brought up to us on Google Plus. And I just wanted to—I just wanted to say to further elaborate that my my point is not that there aren't sales because I'm sure that there are. Just like on Origin, which is the way that EA does their digital services online, there are occasionally sales as well. My point is that when you log on to Steam, what is the first thing you see? What's on sale? What's on sale? You see big old colorful buttons with screenshots of games. And then you see their original price, and you see a cross-out, and you see a sale price. My point is that why doesn't every other digital marketplace use that format? Because it is incredibly successful. <laughs> so that that's more of my point. I'm sure that there are sale stuff, but if you want people to buy stuff that's on sale, don't bury it places. Like, the Xbox 
free stuff that they were giving out. Like, they didn't advertise it anywhere, right? You had to, like, find out about it from another source, like Twitter. Oh, actually, and then go... I have an update about that. I wanted to bring this up in the episode. Uh, the free games of gold for Xbox Live right now is Gears of War. Um, Like the new one? No, the original. The original? The original Gears of War? Like 2004 or whatever? <laughs> is that not okay with you? I mean, it was good. I've never played. I never played the campaign, so this is my chance, right? Yeah, sure. No, that's uh, sure. Okay, yeah. So I yes, it's, a, it's another ten-year-old game, but I saw it on the Xbox 360 dashboard when I went on to Xbox Live. Like when I turned on my 360, underneath the big uh, theater header, the like one of the first boxes on the bottom was free gears with gold. So, okay, so they're not so that's burying a, that's a, it anymore. That's a Microsoft, not necessarily. That's a Microsoft specific product. Um, did it say that when uh, um, Champions of uh, what the hell was it called? Hero, Heroes of Heroes of Might and Magic. Might and Magic was that on the front page as well? I don't know. I never. I honestly, yesterday, I I needed a Rock Band three fix. <laughs> I I don't know why. Honest to God, John. That is the first time I've turned on my Xbox 360 in two months, maybe three. Okay, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like none of that matters. My point is that my 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 original point, and it just what I what I want to reiterate is that just co- why not copy the Steam? Just fucking copy it straight up. Just straight copy. Like humble indie bundle, right? We've talked about that on the show before. They just came out with the store. Humble Indie Bundle just came out with a store where they do, like, sales on individual games and, like, daily sales, just like Steam. Yeah. Guess what the Humble Indie store looks like? Steam? Exactly like Steam. It looks exactly like Steam. It's fine. It works. It's effective. All I'm saying is do that. You'll sell more stuff. Like, broadcast it wide when you're having a sale on something. Have daily sales. That shit works. Yeah, I mean, I can't really argue with that. I I agree. And I was only elaborating on Games of Gold because that was a specific complaint you had about them is where do you hear it? And I complained about it too. I have no idea these are on sale. But apparently, maybe they have been for a while, but they are on the front page. Yeah, but I go, I like I was just looking at Nintendo's eShop. It it doesn't look like that at all. So Yeah, Nintendo's eShop does not. You're right. They don't promote the sales. I, yeah, I don't so think that's, the way they I, that's all. That's all my point. That's really the point that I was making. It's not that the sales don't exist because I'm sure they do. It's that they they don't do a good job of of letting the people know the sales are there to take advantage of. Yeah, Sony does a good job of that on PlayStation Plus. They do. That's usually the first thing you see when you look at their marketplace. Yeah, but I mean, Steam Steam has it. Steam has it so right. It's ridiculous <laughs> because you you. In order to boot into a game, you have to start Steam. Well, when you start Steam, you start on the catalog page for buying stuff. So you cannot, you cannot start the games. You cannot start games. You can. I mean, there you can do, you know, uh, shortcuts on your desktop or whatever. But if you want to launch them from Steam, like probably seventy-five percent of people do, you have to see the catalog sale stuff, right? That's a good that, point. That's a, that's that's all my point is. That's that's the only point I was trying to make. That's a good point. And in that regard, actually, Sony kind of fails because if you want to see what Sony has on sale, you have You've to got to go to their shop. You have to open the store app, essentially. Exactly. 
And uh, exactly. yeah, and I can't tell you the number of games that I have bought on Steam just because of that fucking catalog page. <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking at the front page and being like, oh "My God, it's marked down eighty percent." Like I'm losing money by not buying this. Yeah, and then I and then I buy it and then I don't play it. And it's like, well, you got my three dollars, you assholes. <laughs> you, you did it again. You did it again. So. Yeah, it's it's very effective. I think it is very effective. You're right. No, that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Microsoft, you see some of their sales and things like that right when you open Xbox Live. There, it's never any. I I've never been compelled to buy anything. And sometimes they do this price slash. They'll say like, watch this season of Battlestar Galactica for a dollar off on this obscure, arbitrary, proprietary movie app that we have on our system that you can't utilize anywhere else even though you can probably watch it on netflix for free i mean it's it's more noisy but they at least have the infrastructure that allows for them to use what steam is doing i think i want to let i want to let you know you really sold me on that just now (laughs) i'm sold i'm sold on that proprietary video app good me too i'm gonna go i'm gonna go watch it right now for my second day play, I'm going to post some of my uh, my Rock Band 3 high scores from the weekend on our Google Plus page. So get ready for that. Did you see them on Facebook? No. Yeah, they're up there. They're up there. It, it, I believe it was not impressive. When you haven't played Rock Band for like uh, two years or so or more, uh, apparently those skills go away a little bit. That's also understandable. Yeah, no, I, I just I seriously I sat around playing Rock Band three for like two hours by myself. I don't even know why. I even bought a song, I, and I don't remember which song because so you know the games of gold you can log in on your computer to Xbox Live and then just add the download to your queue. I well I haven't turned on my 360 for three months, so I had like 25 gigabytes of games in my download queue. Holy crap. Yeah, because I had Gears of War. I had Heroes of Might and Magic. I had uh, Halo 3 was one of the games of gold, and I, I just wanted it just in case I have a, need a Halo 3 fix later, which will never happen. But, you know, like I had all these games lined up. It's like it, did, it hasn't even downloaded yet. I don't know what's wrong with me. But I have $45 in Microsoft points. Like, what the hell am I going to do with that? I, I, that's... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, my ex-girlfriend's parents got me like $50 in Xbox Live points two years ago, three years ago. And I, I think I got another gift card after that, and I haven't even – I'm over $40 still. So there's that. So I derailed that conversation. You're right. Steam sales are the best. Their, their marketing, I think, is, is effective. Yeah, and the, all, my only point – again, just to reiterate one more time, my only point was just all of these other – market services should all just do it the same way and it's fine like concede that that is the effective way to do it and do it that way but john all the consoles have different goals yeah is that true the xbox is there for your seamless entertainment needs oh man you're so right while sony has while sony has the superior sharing and power capabilities i need to start playing some of these games that i bought i really do I've got I've got this big backlog, and here I am playing Final Fantasy V on my iPad. I mean, it's like, <laughs> what the it's like, what the hell are you doing, Jonathan? Oh, that's well. I I just reviewed a game that had a sequel come out a month ago. Yeah, there's some talk that they're going to try to annualize that though, so that's not necessarily the worst thing. And Arkham City was was still really good. Wait, annualize? Yeah, the Batman games. Like, yeah, that's silly. <sighs> I mean, I, it's pretty sad. It's it's a who 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 did that to go those games? 
I mean, Rocksteady did the original, but it's Activision. It's I I ugh, I knew you were gonna say Activision. Well, I mean, it's either Activision or EA. God, they're both they're, bo- they're both like equally guilty of doing Activision that. Activision ruins everything. Ugh. They like money, like most companies. Ugh, fine, whatever. Speaking of Activision ruining everything, I'm not gonna tell the story now. But holy crap, my computer will not run on Call of Duty Ghosts. Oh, what a bummer! Yeah, so I just it just won't it just won't run nope. it. Nope, graphics card isn't good enough. Wow. Yeah, even though it is, my 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 graphics card is the one listed in their minimum specs, which I realize it's minimum specs. Every other spec far exceeds the minimums, far exceeds some of the recommended specs for this game. However, the one thing, the video card, nope. And if I want to get one that meets the recommended specs, it'll cost me $300. Did you try unplugging the router, waiting 30 seconds, and then plugging the router back in? It's called power cycling your router. Oh my god. I didn't power cycle my router. So, whenever I have a problem... yeah. Um, like, you know, bad phone call at work. Yeah. Uh, I power cycle my router. So to do that, you unplug the router for 30 seconds. Okay. And then you plug it back in. It's something called power cycling your router. Uh, and typically that fixes the problem. Okay, hold on. I'm writing this down. So you, you unplug it, like, from electricity? Right. Okay. So you, you take it and you unplug it from electricity. You wait 30 seconds. It's called power cycling your okay. router. Now, when you un- and then you plug it back when in. When you unplug it, do you unplug it from the wall or do you unplug the back of the router part? I do both just to be safe. Because what if there's some residual electricity left in the cord? That's a good point, actually. Yeah, you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that. So I unplug both. Uh, and I, I power cycle my router. And that typically fixes all, all the problems. Okay. Um, so do you, want, do you want the time to be as close to 30 seconds as possible or, or anything after 30 seconds? I think it's just at least 30 seconds. So if I – but do you think it would – Let's not be let's not be silly. I think it's just at least 30 seconds. Well, you I, have to like time it to exactly 30 seconds. Well, no, I, I, obviously not. But like will, do you think it's more effective if you, if you unplug it for like a full minute? I think that it is equally effective beyond 30 seconds. Okay. But it must be at least thirty seconds. Okay, it's, it's called power cycling your. Router. Okay, this this will fix my graphics card, right? It like I said, it fixes most. It fixes most problems. It's most of them that it has fixed for me aren't even computer related. Wow, I know. Are like, are the tablet related? Like iPad related? No, a lot of them aren't even computer related. <sighs> I gotta power cycle me some routers. <laughs> you do. It typically works. All right. Well, good. I will do that, and. uh... I'll let you know if I ever get that graphics card, which Working. I will not anytime soon because I'm out of money. Uh, sad. Well, listener, as usual, we appreciate you spending time with us here in our abode of podcasting. Should Do I sound sexy like this? Like, is this a voice I should keep? The one that's sick? Yeah. Yeah, stay sick as long as possible. Yeah, no, that sounds horrible, actually. What, staying sick sounds... or your voice? Uh, both. Your, your voice is more soothing. I like it because it's it's uh, it's not as... Because normally your voice is, like, really... Like, a not in a bad way, but abrasive, kind of jarring. Kind of not good. Un- uncomfortable. Um, but not in a bad way, though. No, no, not no, 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 it's, no, no. It's not a criticism. It's just, it's just kind of a, um, you know... Oh, 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 oh! Oh, wait, I thought I had a thought. I didn't. Well done. I was going to say I'm happy it's well snowing, done. but it's 
kind of too late to say that. Yeah, the snow kind of sucks in Minnesota, so... Oh my god, That was my impression of you. Well done. Thank you. Spot on. Spotify? 